From Nissan Stadium, it is the OTP. Amy Wells is here. I sure am. Hey, Mike. Jim White, the great one, is here. Mike, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. And Amy Wells, we are taking you away from autographs right now. We apologize for this. <laughs> but these fans, nearly 15,000 strong, attending a Friday night practice at Centennial and here at Nissan Stadium today. It is awesome. It's a great atmosphere. I don't know about the autograph thing, but the fans have been so remarkable. It's been great to see them come out. It's been so good to get to talk to a bunch of different people. And you know this team loves having fans around. It really juices them up, and it really enhances practice. It, it sure does. Now let's talk right off the bat about how different the two practices were. More of a scrimmage-type practice at Centennial. The practice here, more situational. Jim, what stuck out to you about the two practices? Well, I mean, just the pace. I mean, as you mentioned last night, it was a high-energy practice. You know, a lot of, um, a lot of big plays, and certainly you're working on things uh, today that were different. I mean, you had you had Brett Kern stepping out of the back of the end zone, taking a safety uh, on a play. You know, working on, uh, you know, the things that maybe are not exciting for fans to watch, but they come up during the course of football game. And uh, I think part of it was maybe to ease back after a pretty intense practice last night as well. You had a chance to just visit with the newest Titan, Kenny Vaccaro, safety, former first-round pick, New Orleans Saints, five seasons. What did Kenny Vaccaro allow about why he picked the Titans? Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty impressive guy. You know, he comes here with a great resume. Uh, you know, just, you know, I thought he's pretty humble coming in. And he's, he's and Mike Vrabel said himself when asked about the pairing with Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro, he's not ready necessarily to hand him the job right out of the gate. He's going to have to come in here and work like everybody else. Obviously, he's a guy that's got the track record, so he's the favorite to win this starting spot for the you know for week one against Miami. But he said himself, "Hey, it's different when you come into a new team." Yeah, he's been in the league for five years, uh, but he's got to learn a lot of guys. He's got great familiarity with Kevin Byard. They share the same agent. He knows Logan Ryan way back from when they first came out. I think he said they were roommates at the combine. Knows the Dory Jackson. Talked about how he well he knows Michael Griffin from hanging out in Austin, Texas. So uh, and and gave him some credit for the insight he gave him prior to coming here. Uh, I think he's a great fit for this team just by the way he plays and just uh, you know the leadership that he's going to bring to that secondary as well. Kenny Vaccaro is a heat-seeking missile. Amy Wells, you were very excited by this signing. I was very excited about this signing. I think that he is a strong replacement for Jonathan Ciprian. Obviously, we're going to miss him, but he's a guy that makes plays, and he's known for making plays, and I think fans were excited when his name was kind of leaked out as someone who was visiting the team, and I think it's going to be good for the secondary. It's going to bring some juice to a secondary that's already got a lot. And it says a lot about where the Titans are right now that Vaccaro would want to come here and play. People want to be part of the Tennessee Titans. Absolutely. There are names that want to be part of what's happening here. For a while, this team kind of didn't have the big, recognizable national star power. Now we're starting to get some of that. And the more this team grows and the more this is a team that people want to be a part of what we're trying to do, we're going to start seeing some of those bigger names be attracted to the Titans. All right, Jim Wyatt couple three players that jumped out to you Friday night and or Saturday that you think take some momentum into Sunday which is the team's second off day. I think Taewon Taylor you know last night today is a little bit tougher to tell just because it was a, you know, not as intense it seemed like they were going through things more at a half speed I thought 
Again, Taewon Taylor was good. I thought Deion Lewis had a really good night last night. I think Corey Davis has had a couple of good practices, you know, not dropping the football. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting to me. I, I'm looking for things at this point about the return game. Who's going to be back there on kickoffs? Who's going to be back there on punts? We saw some Deontay Burnett today. We saw some Adoy Jackson. Michael Campanero's missed some practices. We've seen him mixed in. Well, really good a feel for things like that. Uh, you know, once we see games starting on Thursday, Philip Supernall back out here the last couple of days. He's going to have to catch up uh, after missing so much time. I'm, I'm curious to see his progress as well. Anything jump out to you or anybody jump out to you, Amy? Jordan Vesey is someone who stood out to me both days. Um, the young receiver from Cal. Absolutely. And also, who was the other one? <laughs> Tajay Sharp. Tajay Sharp was one that stood out to me. Uh, Devin Ross with a couple of yeah, touchdown Devin catches. Yeah, yeah, Devin Ross did have a couple of nice grabs. And, and those are the guys, like like the VCs, the Rosses, the Burnetts, uh, you know, Akram Wadley. Those are the guys in the preseason you've got to keep an eye on because they're going to get a lot of snaps in the second half of these games. You know who else was impressive last night is the kicker from Samford, Austin Bernard, who I don't know that he missed a kick. He hit a 50-yard or two that with, with plenty of room to spare. So uh, he's going to get some opportunities as well. They're going to be, you know, they're going to probably limit Ryan's uh, work in the preseason, obviously, give a young guy a chance, and you're impressive enough on tape. It's going to help your calls moving forward. Coach talked with the media right afterwards. Mike Vrabel addressing a throng, probably 25 or 30 of media members. Anything jump out from what he said about what he saw Friday or Saturday? Yeah, I just think he likes the progress that's continuing to be made. I, you know, he was kind of joking about how, you know, early in the week about trying to figure out where his office is going to be here at the stadium. He got a chance to locate that. It didn't sound like too much of a problem. And now you're moving into game week. You know, he's not – obviously you're going to prepare. You want to look sharp on Thursday. But as far as, as he's concerned, it still tightens training camp. And you're trying to get better each day you're on the practice field. Obviously they'll spend some time looking at the Packers. But it's, it's still – what can you do to make the Titans better at this point? So we've got the Packers this week, and then next week, the following week, you've got Tampa Bay coming in here for a couple practices before that game. All right, Amy, anything stick out from Coach Vrabel's press conference as far as you heard? A point that, kind of piggybacking off, Jim, a point that he made and also Marcus Mariota made was that we are still in camp, and so the focus is so much on improving every single day. Yes, there are some practices that may be deemed by those that are watching that were back, kind of a step back, some that were a step forward. Every day, as long as they are seeing improvements, whether or not the preseason turns out, whether we want it to or not, the main goal is the regular season. The main goal is getting this team ready to play games that count, and so that's how progress is measured, not just one practice. Amy, Jim, all the games count on Titans Radio, as you know, and my broadcast partner is Dave McGinnis. He has attended every practice. I think he's seen every walkthrough so far with this ball club. Had a chance to visit with Coach Mack with some of his thoughts about the first nine practices. Dave McGinnis on the OTP. Dave McGinnis, Kenny Vaccaro is the choice for the Titans to replace Jonathan Cyprian. Why is the former Saint a good signing for the Titans? I'll take you back to 2013 when he was coming out for the draft. Uh, you know, in vetting him, I mean, it's pretty much the consensus. He was the top safety coming out in that draft. He played for Mac Brown at the University of Texas. Will Muschamp was the defensive coordinator. Dwayne Aquina, who is a very well-known, uh, he's a secondary coach now at Stanford. Uh, he was Chuck Cecil's secondary coach, and so we vetted him pretty hard. Uh, he's got all the, the physical attributes that you would want. He's got speed. He's got he's got good range. 
Uh, we, we thought that he was the number one safety coming out. He's a versatile player. He's able to play deep. He's also able to play down in the box. Uh, his health, he's, he's been injured. I don't know quite the extent of those injuries lately, but I know coming out in 2013, we had a very high opinion of him in the draft, and that was the general opinion throughout the league. How quickly does he become this team's starter? Well, now that's going to take, you know, how quickly he can assimilate into Dean Pease's defense. Those two safeties back there have to be people that can communicate. You know, uh, the what they, he needs to do, first of all, is, is know the system and, and find out how close it is to the systems that he has been running down in New Orleans. But as quickly as, he's, as he can assimilate into that, Mike, that is all predicated on when he, they will feel comfortable putting him in there in a starting position. Do they think about putting him in with the ones almost right away to try to get him that experience as quickly as possible? Well, I think it, a lot of it goes with, with, with how they feel like he's picking it up in the classroom. They've got enough practices now to go on with. That's what preseason games are for. And so, absolutely, he is a veteran player. So, clearly, all of this stuff is not going to be brand new to him. All, um, the matter of the fact is is he has got to be able to be able to transpose what he's learned terminology-wise with what he's faced with terminology-wise now. There are always areas on an NFL roster where you do not have as much veteran depth as you want. The Titans' new safety was one of those spots, which is why they signed Kendrick Lewis, which is why they've had DeMontre Hurst playing at the safety position. It's also why they drafted Dane Crookshank in the fifth round this past April out of Arizona. What have you seen so far in training camp from Dane Crookshank? First of all, I really like his athleticism. You know, we knew coming out of the draft that this was an athlete. He's played several different positions. You know, when he was playing there at the University of Arizona, I, I – I first noticed him as a gunner on the punt teams because he's big, he's got the ability to run, and then when he's gotten a chance to run with the ones lately on defense, I, I like his movement. I like the fact, that, and he looks like it's not too big for him. Now, clearly, we're still in practice, and, and this is what practice is for, to find out really how comfortable you are. I like the athlete, and also I know from just watching – film on him coming out in the draft this is a physical football player so i'm excited to watch him during this preseason mike friday night at centennial high school a lot of ones against ones in scrimmage type action what did you take in particular from the offense's first drive against the defense the first drive you know and i was standing there on the sideline you know with with rhett bryan and with jonathan hutton and all of us were in agreement that was the smoothest continuous drive that we've seen so far in a game type situation everything was on timing uh, the football did not hit the ground Marcus looked very comfortable on all of his launch platforms the everybody seemed to be in good places the splits and 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 the routes coincided with what was going on you you weren't going to take a sack in that thing but they were throwing it on time it looked like it was very smooth and that's what we've been talking about this offense is going to take some time but that to me was the best put together drive that i've seen so far in camp in a game type situation would you agree that through nine practice Defense has won the majority of the days in training camp. Well, that's the way it's always going to be, and especially if you're putting in a, installing a new offense, that's clearly how it's going to be. 
I think from what some of the players have said, and you've had you've talked to several of them, and we've we've noticed it. There's a lot of similarities in this defense and the defense they played last year. It's a very aggressive defense, but the defense is always going to be ahead, and especially if you're putting in a new offense. But I've seen some real. I like the progression platform I have watched and seen with this offense. When you say progression platform, what does that mean in layman's terms? This has to be taught. This offense has to be taught from the ground up through the quarterback. And you, have you, as you've, you know, I've seen every installation they've had, watched all the walkthroughs. When you watch, you know, what Matt LaFleur has worked on with Marcus Mariota, and then you see it transferred daily into the practice. There's timing that's involved. There's a lot of timing involved in this offense. And also, they, they do a, a really good job of position-specific, putting people where they need to be. I mean, and they will walk through things. They will, they will set the receivers into their desired spots after a route has been run and then run Marcus through his progressions. You can see that. And what, that's what I'm talking about. There is a platform starting from the ground up with his feet that a quarterback has to master to be able to run this offense to its maximum capability. I have seen that through nine practices, and I have purposely gotten there very early to watch walkthroughs and to see where it has gone all the way through team periods. I can see it start to work because I've defensed this offense a lot during my years in the league. You can see it coming on. Has anything or anyone in this offense surprised you so far, Dave McGinnis? Well, I mean, not a, not a surprise, but what I do know is you can watch these receivers now. You can see that they're all going to have very specific responsibilities in this in this offense and when you go to a team period you can see kind of what the mindset of this offense is and we've talked about it before as far as I've talked about it you know on on some of the the broadcasts that we've done already is the fact that this offense is going to try to put stress on all different levels of a defense and when I say that they're not only going to give you one option they're going to be reduce their splits, which means the splits of the receivers are closer to the end man on the line of scrimmage. But there's a lot of complementary routes that come off of this. And plus, when you've got backs that can displace on what we call conflict downs, where a defense in their mind have to play 50-50 run pass, that's very important. That's why Todd Gurley got paid so much money after performing this offense last year. We've got the back here now a couple of backs that can do that. I'm excited to watch this thing mature. What are the defensive coaches for the Tennessee Titans most pleased with so far in training camp? I think they're pleased with the communication that they've gotten, and I think they're really pleased with the energy. Look, and I've said this before, and you've heard me say this. Our listeners have heard me say this. Our fan, you know, on A slow, correct decision on defense in the National Football League is wrong. You have to be moving fast. And to move fast, you have to communicate pre-snap, post-snap, post-motion. I've noticed that with this defense. This defense is playing very fast right now, even to have a brand-new defense that they're playing. Again, as I said, I like the speed that they're playing at. I like the speed they're practicing at. And the other thing that I really like is that they are competing in their one-on-ones. You can see the matchups in the one-on-ones before they get to team. They're competing very, very hard. I like, I just like the feel of this defense during practices. How has outside linebacker Harold Landry progressed in the first few days of training camp? The best thing that's ever happened to Landry is that he's, that, that, that he's here working against Lawan. That's the best thing that ever happened to him. He's going to play probably maybe as equal tackles sometime, but never any better. 
And the other thing that I've really liked, and, and to watch him, you know, there's so much to learn as an edge rusher in this league. He's coming into it. He's blessed with that one attribute that makes special rushers. He's got that motorcycle lean. He's got that Gumby inside knee that he can – at that five-yard area where he can flatten out and go. But there's so much to learn at the line of scrimmage against a quality – tackle in this league and Taylor Lewan has taken him under his wing every time they go against you know each other he'll tell him after the end of the rep here's what gives me problems here's what could help you here's where you are I really like what I see this is a special athlete physically it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him progress during this preseason specifically why is Harold Landry a different pass rusher than any other Titan but because he is he's more he's more an edge speed guy around the edge rather than a speed to power guy He's got that what I call motorcycle lean where you can get, you know, speed on the edge is great, but speed without being able to bend and flatten back out to the quarterback doesn't help you because speed will take you past the quarterback if you don't have the innate ability to bend that inside knee, keep all cleats in the ground, make that cut at at three and a half or four and a half steps and be able to get back to the launch point of the quarterback. He has got that. All the special pass rushers I've been involved with in my career, let's go with Javon Curse. Let's go with Simeon Rice. Let's go with Richard Dent. That's what separates the good ones from the really good ones. Dave McGinnis, when this team returns to practice on Monday and begins working towards the trip on Wednesday and the game on Thursday for the Green Bay Packers, What's Monday and Tuesday all about for the Titans? Well, Monday and Tuesday, they're going to start paring down some of the things they're going to work on in this Green Bay game. We're not going to see their whole package. We're not going to see everything. They're going to have specific things they want to work on, both offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game because they've got to find out not only how well the veterans have assimilated to these new, to these new uh, systems, they've also got to get these young kids game tested because you can do all you want in practice but sooner or later you've got to go against a different colored jersey in a different environment to see how you're really going to be able to make that leap from NCAA football to NFL football they're going to pare it down they're not going to overload them with with a whole bunch of of different things they're going to work on but we will see very quickly what they're going to work on early and they're going to stay with that plan throughout that whole first game what and or who are you most interested to see Thursday night at Lambeau Field as the Titans beat the Packers in the first preseason game. I want to see some of these second-year players, how much of a jump they've made from their first year. And I'm talking about a Jayon Brown. I'm talking about Davis. I'm talking about Taylor. Because the biggest jump that an NFL player makes maturity-wise and able to take a next step to where he's going to go is from the first year to the second year. That's what I want to look at. And then, again, what I want to see, I just want to see how efficient even though they're going to cut things down, if everything seems to be clicking together, you know, game management-wise, you know, player-wise, I, I want to just see how it all is going to fit together. And nothing – it's not going to be perfect. This is the first game. It's what the first game is for. But those second-year players, I want to see the progression they've made throughout these OTAs in this training camp. Using your NFL experience as a barometer, two questions. Number one – Does Aaron Rodgers have a new contract by the time we get to Green Bay Thursday night? Probably not. I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is real worried about that. He's going to get a contract, and he's going to be their quarterback. Uh, Probably not. I mean, everything that you read and everything that you know, and plus, I mean, everybody knows Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Green Bay quarterback, right? He's going to get a contract. Does he play Thursday night against the Titans? They're only playing four. I think he will a little bit because he hasn't, you know, he's, he's been injured. He's coming back. We may not see him for any more than one series, but 
I'm saying yes right now. If you're asking me to put a chip on the table and spin the roulette wheel, I'm saying yes right now. Dave McGinnis, thank you as usual. Mike Keith, always a pleasure to be with you. All right, so let's get it straight here, Amy Wells. We've sent Jim White to go do his job, but at this point, back to practice Monday, August 6th, 9.50, Tuesday, August 7th, 9.50, and then the team not on the field at St. Thomas Sports Park again until next Saturday, August the 11th, after Green Bay. So training camp beginning to wind down in terms of opportunities for people to see this ball club get some work in. Absolutely. There are only a few chances left, and this is when it starts to really get good. This is the part where you start to actually see a team for forming. We talk about the kaleidoscope kind of changing and coming into focus. It's going to start happening after this Packers game. We're going to see what works, what doesn't work. They can make some adjustments. Those practices are really fun, so people should definitely come out to St. Thomas Sports Park. Check it out. All right, and again, if you haven't checked it out this weekend, Titans All Access on stations near you. Uh, Knoxville, Paducah, Nashville, Chattanooga, Jackson. Also, uh, where else? Huntsville, Alabama we're on. Uh, Tri-Cities we're on. So if you get a chance, watch that on your DVR, Titans All Access. And uh, we'll be back with the podcast again after Monday's workout. We're taking tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's an off day for the players, and I have mentioned before that off days are like the Lord's Day, and I take naps. Well, and tomorrow is literally the Lord's Day. It is actually the Lord's Day, so it's a double whammy. We will all be napping tomorrow. Sorry. Okay, so if you didn't hear that, take a nap, according to Amy <laughs> Wells. I don't know. Every day it's like this. For, for Jim White, Coach Dave McGinnis, and the soon-to-be-napping Amy Wells, Mike Keith says thanks for listening to the OTP.